family welcome back to caregiving is a ministry where we're looking at the word of god through the lens of caregiving it's friday which got planned for the weekend hopefully you do something nice for yourself and maybe sleep in an extra hour or two i love taking naps but now that i'm an adult it seems that that's like a thing that we don't get to do anymore (laughs) so maybe you can get a nap in for me Today, we're going to look at promise number two that God has made to us, and it is that God is with us. He's with you. I'll be reading from Joshua, the first chapter, the ninth verse, the New International Version, and it reads, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I think that it is very significant for us to remember and to know that our God, your God, is with you, is with us. One of the lies the enemy tells us is that we are alone, that we're isolated, that no one is experiencing what we're experiencing. At least that's what he told me initially in my caregiving season, that or, or he'll tell us that what we have done is so far from where God would have us be that we're no longer good enough to be God's children. And the reality is we're not good enough to be God's children. That's why he needed to send Jesus. <laughs> but now through Christ, we can come freely to him, right? Lies. All of these lies are designed to make us believe that God isn't with us. God's not good, that he doesn't love us, but that he's not here with us, all of them. Because once we think that God isn't on our side, that he's abandoned us, so to speak, then we're left with a void, right? A longing. And the enemy tries to fill that void with, um, he, he fills that by speaking to our lust, speaking to our greed. Yet nothing that we do, that the enemy can try and put in our way, can satisfy that longing that we have. And that void is because we are not connected with the God whom we were created in the image of, right? So God is the only one who can feel that. The enemy also wants us to believe that God isn't with us so that we will not move forward in the plans that God has for us. And we've already discussed, right, how God's plan aren't like how we would craft things for ourselves, right? You know, if we could, you know, designate everything in our world, everything would be lollipops and rainbows, right? Unicorns and all this other kind of stuff. (laughs) But that's not how God sees things. That's not how he works because he has the creator view and sees how everything is working together as he planned, even as horrific as some of the things that we are witnessing in the world, God is still going to come out victorious. He already is victorious. And so we can't allow the ugliness of the world to make us doubt that God isn't good and that he is not with us in the thick of things. Therefore, when we find ourselves in tough situations, right, like caregiving, 
If we don't know that God is with us, then it's easier for us to toss in the towel, you know, to just walk away from the responsibility that God is handing us to do. Whatever that responsibility is, you could be a single parent, right? You could be in a very um, unpleasant work environment. Or you could just be in a feeling of isolation with family and friends, you know, just whatever it is. But if it's if you're a child of God and you know that God is with you, then you'll stick it through. But if you don't, you'll think this can't be God because it's too painful. It's too painful. So this can't be God or God isn't God isn't with me for some reason. You believe the lies that the enemy tells you. But we as caregivers know that even in this very painful situation, it is very well the plan of God for us to walk it out. And oftentimes it it is. But you, you know, you always have to check with God to make sure, am I experiencing this discomfort because this is this is what you have for me to do for some reason? Or am I suffering a consequence that you're allowing me to go through to get to the other side? You always ask for clarification through the Holy Spirit. But I want you to to look at things from this standpoint too. Do you think, even though Christ, God, the Trinity, from the beginning of creation, when they said, let us make man, in the beginning, you know, from the very beginning, when he sat in motion, set in motion, that the way he would reconcile humanity to himself was to, split himself so to speak and to send that portion of him in the form of Jesus Christ to suffer and die for us do you still not believe or not know or have not considered that when Christ was on the cross suffering that that was not displeasing to God in a sense not displeasing but that it didn't pain God in a sense I know there is scripture that says that when that happened, God saw that that was good. And I know the reason that he saw that was good is because he knew the other side, that Jesus would rise again, that now we'd have access to him. So that was good. But God is still a father. Remember, we're made in his image. So all of the emotions that we feel, God feels too. So you can't tell me that there wasn't a portion of God that wasn't hurting at watching what his son had to go through and endure in order for you and I to have access to him. So even God went through a painful situation, (laughs) Greta Bennett's, you know, opinion. So therefore, we will. Christ said, we will have trials and tribulations. Christ said, because they hated him, they would hate us. So going through difficult situations aren't to make us think that God isn't with us it's not we should not use it as an excuse to throw in the towel that's when we really need to dig in right what we have to remember in this scripture is that Joshua was was probably afraid or a little bit apprehensive right unsure of himself probably because he was comparing himself to Moses yet if you read this chapter you will see how very blunt God is um, Joshua was stepping into the role God had um, designated for him, but it came upon the heels of one of the greatest leaders the Jewish nation ever knew, 
at that time. Now they still consider Abraham, Moses, and David as their great forefathers. So Joshua is coming into this position right behind Moses. Of course he's unsure of himself. Of course he's comparing himself, right? But then God comes in and is very blunt. My servant Moses is dead. Now you and the people get ready to cross into the promised land. Wait, wait, hello, God. Hello, wait. God is like, hey, let's keep it moving. Notice that, I mean, it's not quite a pep talk, would you say? There are no words of encouragement at the very beginning of this chapter. And then we get to chapter, um, get to verse 9, which is God's reassurance to Joshua. The reassurance of, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Now that had to be or felt like a warm blanket or either a cool breeze, depending on what temperature it was at the time, right? But anyway, a, a comfort, a relief. Whew. God is with me. And what does it mean when God is with you? It means that whatever it is you're facing, you're going to be able to get through it. You can face it head on. You can be like David when you see Goliath and be like, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Let me get my um, smooth stones and go take this giant down. (laughs) Because you know God is with you. They can be giants, but the taller they are, the harder they fall, right? And guess what? Right? We too can say that same thing. We can say, just as God was with Moses, so he is with Greta. Isn't that the truth? God is with us every step of our lives. Remember my favorite chapter in Romans? My favorite chapter in the book of Bible, in the book of the Bible so far? In Romans chapter 8, verses 39 and uh, 38 and 39 state, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God is with you. And not only is God with you, there is nothing that can remove him from being right by your side. You and the Lord are like peas and carrots. Do you like peas and carrots? I like peas and carrots. There's really not a food that I don't like, but I digress. (laughs) You and God are one, is what I'm trying to say. God is with you. And so today, I want you to rest in the comfort of knowing that your God is with you. This difficult season is no match for God and you. Let's pray. Holy Father, consistent, good, faithful God. We come before you just thanking you for being a God who never leaves us, for being a God who is right by our side. Thank you for your promise of being with us. For you tell us that you are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So we know that what you stated to Joshua 4,000, 5,000 years ago, however long it was, Lord, that you say to us, just as you were with him, just as you were with the children of Israel, just as you were with Joshua, just as you were with Paul and Peter, 
you're with us. And just as you were with my mother, Janie, so you are with me. Help us to remember that we don't have to, some of us don't have to go down a long lineage. We can just go back to our fathers and mothers who were God-fearing people. Just as you were with them, you are with us. And let us pass that lineage down to our children so that one day they can say, just as God was with my mom, so he is with me. Help us to be a people who recognize that you are with us and in that recognition of you being with us that we are bold and courageous that we are strong and that we are not afraid that we don't get discouraged in this season of caregiving to the point that it stifles us from moving forward that we keep pressing toward the mark that you have called us to in this responsibility and that we keep our focus on you our high priest. We love you, Lord. We love you. And thank you so much for loving us. Help each and every person listening today to either feel that cool breeze of assurance of your presence or that warm blanket, depending on their climate, of course, Lord. (laughs) We love you and we thank you. In the precious name of Jesus, our Savior, we say amen. All right, my podcast family, I want you to be strong and courageous and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.